Welcome to the Refuge Podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd like to also invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 1045, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. Our lesson this morning comes from the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians starting with the 15th verse. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of time because the days are evil. So do, so do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, The New Revised Standard has a rather stodgy translation of the Greek. Be careful then how you live. Now, I almost want to say that to everybody as they leave church on Sunday morning. Y'all be careful out there. Just be careful because people are watching. They see Christianity defined through how you live. They know what a Christian is as they interact with you. So be careful out there. Um... Watch your step. And then make the most of time is really translated, grab the opportunity. Watch your step and grab the opportunity. And all this gets translated down to live your own life. Live your own life. So this morning I want to talk about something hidden in the text that you don't hear a lot a lot talked about in church. It's there, we just don't talk about it because we have developed unintentionally a little bumper sticker theology that if we can slap a cute bumper sticker on the car or print it on the t-shirt, man, that's about all the theology we've got to know. And we we love that passage from uh, from Philippians, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I don't see a lot of all things going on, do you? What's up? If I can really do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, then I should be living absolutely boldly and without limits, and and I should be boundless. And that would be a great title for a, a church seminar, Boundless, Limitless Faith. That's how we like to talk, isn't it? It's positive. It's encouraging. It means that you have superhuman, superhero powers. All things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. But the truth is, our reality is limited. Limited. We have boundaries that we are confined in. Jesus accepted the gift of limits. Jesus accepted the gift of limits. 
we're told that he was baptized by John in the Jordan, comes up out of the water, the Spirit of God descends in the form of dove, voice from heaven says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. The next thing that happens, Jesus is driven out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasts for 40 days. And the devil comes to him and says, are you really the Son of God? If you're really the Son of God, He's not doing a very good job of taking care of you. He's not doing a very good job of setting you up in your ministry. After all, you were born in a cave. You're a refugee from Africa. You grow up, grew up in a podunk town. Nobody, nobody knows about you, Jesus. Nobody cares about you. Even God doesn't care about you. And you are going to die here in the wilderness fasting. And nobody's ever going to hear about you. And nobody's ever going to get saved. So Jesus, why don't you turn these rocks into bread? Just go ahead. Feed yourself. But for Jesus... He accepted the limits that God had placed on his life. He accepted the limits that God had placed on his ministry. And there was no manna in the morning for Jesus. Those rocks stayed rocks. So the devil takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple, the high point in Jerusalem, and says, Jesus, you're still a nobody. Nobody in this town knows about you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's willing to listen to you. You have got to grab their attention. So Jesus, jump off the pinnacle of the temple, and two inches before you hit the ground, God will send his angels. They'll catch you and stand you on your feet, and everybody go, woo-hoo, it's Jesus. And they'll start following you. And rather than being a nobody bumpkin from the country, you can be a superhero, and you can be popular. And all the kids will want you at their party. But Jesus accepted the limits that God had given him. There was no jumping from the pinnacle of the temple. He grabbed the handrail and walked down the steps of the temple into continued anonymity for a while. Oh, the third temptation. The devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, shows him the glory of Rome, shows him the mystery and the majesty of Egypt, takes him to Jerusalem where his heart pounds the the capital he loves, shows him the religious culture of Jerusalem, even takes him to Corinth and shows him how people from that part of the world live. And he says, Jesus, I'll give you all of this. All you got to do is just kneel down to me. Just one second, Jesus, just pop that knee down on the ground. Nobody will know it. Nobody will see it. And you can repent later on. And Jesus, everybody will be saved. And you won't have to die. 
But Jesus had already accepted the boundaries and the limitations. Hear that? The boundaries and the limitations that God, the boundaries and the limitations that God had placed on his life and his ministry. And he told the devil no. Because Jesus knew that his life and his ministry was pointed to Calvary's cross. That is why he came. That was his mission. And nothing was going to deter him from that mission. God threw Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Turned them loose. Just the two of them. And said, here's your Garden of Eden. You can do anything in the garden you want to do. You can stay up all night if you want to. You can... Eat and sleep and fish and cook and just have a great old time. You can eat anything that's here except there's this tree right in the middle of the garden. Don't want you to go near it. Don't eat of the fruit of the tree. The fruit of the tree of good and evil signifies the sovereignty of God, signifies and symbolizes God's right to say, "Uh uh-uh, no. And Adam and Eve could have done anything they wanted to. And when someone put boundaries or bounds or limits on their lives, limits and bounds and boundaries on their freedom, Adam and Eve did just like that two-year-old would do to you when you say, do not, do not go outside and play in the mud. And what's the first thing the two-year-old does? gets the garden hose to make some mud so they can go out and play in it. We don't like boundaries. We want that. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. We want to think we're boundless and limitless, that we can do absolutely whatever we put our minds to doing. But what if we're not supposed to? We all have limitations. Thank God we're all made differently. Look at your personality. In this room, there are introverts and there are extroverts. And the introverts sneak in, sit down, hope nobody talks to them because that's what an introvert is all about. They're about peace and quiet and harmony. And the extroverts want to find every human being in the possible world they can talk to. And they'll go from row to row to row to row to row saying hello to everybody because they're extroverts. They derive their energy and their power by being an extrovert. Introvert, quiet, peaceful. There's some people in this room, they're intuitive. Man, they know it because they know it because they know it because they know it. They have a heart that tells them, a soul tells them. They've got an intuition that tells them. And there are other people in this room, they've got to have all the facts. And when you give them all the facts, that's not good enough because there's some more facts they can get and they need more facts and more facts and more facts. And before you worried that I'm going to go through all the Myers-Briggs um um, permutations and combinations, I'm not. But we are all built differently. We're in different seasons of our lives. Some of you, God bless you, you are raising children and there's nothing more seasonal than raising children. There's the toddler season where everything's oppositional. 
But don't worry. Don't worry. They're going to get cute again. They will get cute until they go into middle school. And it's oppositional again. And then they're teenagers. You don't have to worry about adolescence because they will not speak to you. They will not acknowledge you. I tell you what, my mother, my mother, oh man, my mother was dumb as a post. That was a dumb woman. And I went off to college, and I don't know what happened when I was in college, but my mother became a scholar and a wise person. I don't know what happened. And now I'm in that season of childhood where the children are raised. They're off the checking account. And bless God, they're bringing me grandchildren. Grandchildren are glorious. So we're all in a different season of life with, with where we are emotionally with, with what we're doing in our lives. And, and we're just in different life situations right now. Everybody in this room's in a different life situation. You know what I'm discovering about my life? As a child, I obviously ate too many Rice Krispies. Because now, whenever I get up, everything goes snap, crackle, and pop. When I walk across the room, it's snap, crackle, and pop. I want to age like a fine wine, but you know what? I'm aging like milk. I'm kind of sour, and I'm starting to get lumpy. We have different capabilities emotionally, cognitively, intellectually. We are different. We have different scars and different wounds. But you know, maturity in life is when you start living out of who you really are. Who you really are. who you really are. I've done counseling with people who come in my office, their life is broken down, and they're just in shambles. And their life is really good, but they've compared their life to what their friends are posting on Facebook. I don't know if you know this. Perhaps I'm going to tell you something new. But people on Facebook lie about what they're doing. They do not tell the truth. And quit comparing your life to their life because God's called you to your life. You're the only person that can live your life. You are uniquely gifted, uniquely talented. You are uniquely placed right where God wants you, just the way you are. So when the Scripture says, be careful how you live, not as unwise but as wise, grabbing the every opportunity, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Understand what it is God wants you to do. And God does not want you to do everything. God wants you to do what He has called you to do and what He has gifted you to do. Just because you have limitations and are human does not mean you cannot be used of God. 
Abraham and Sarah. We've been talking a lot about Abraham and Sarah in the office because we're getting ready for a Genesis Bible study. And the question is, well, were they really that old? Sarah was that old. Paul said of Abraham, he was as good as dead. Yet here comes Isaac. Jeremiah and Ezekiel, two of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, suffered both of them with debilitating depression. Yet God used them and continued to use them mightily. Moses, Moses was called to lead the children of Israel. He was given a young man's task. But when God called Moses, he was 80 years old and he couldn't speak very well. But even though he had limits, God used him in a great and wonderful way. Timothy, Timothy is sent to the church at Ephesus to be its pastor. Timothy's probably a younger pastor, and Timothy is not the most self-confident pastor there was. He's fearful, he's shy, and Ephesus is a complex congregation. And Paul will say to Timothy, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. So Timothy, even though you don't have all the talents that somebody else has, God has still called you. And when you read the book, the, the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter of the Roman, call of faith you see the great see and read the great stories of faith and you go wow those are my heroes and you all you find out they all have feet of clay they're human beings god sets limits around our lives god tells us no And tragically, what happens in the church, we bow up and we decide, well, God wants this to happen. We're going to have to do it. And the great tragedy occurs in American Christianity that a lot of ministry is going on, successful ministry, without God. Because God said, no. God said, I've placed limits around your lives. I've given you boundaries. Don't cross the boundaries I've set for you. And we think, I'm just exercising my freedom. Be careful how you live out there. Live your life. Live your life how God gifted you and talented you, how God put boundaries or limits on your life. He did so so you can uniquely serve Him. He did so so that your life as it is will matter, that your life as it is will be a blessing to someone else, that your life as it is in Christ Jesus will bring glory and honor to His name. That's the will of God part in this. What has God gifted you to do? What has God called you to do? What does God give you the energy and the capacity to do? That's how you live carefully. Doing not what you've planned, but what God wills. Would you stand and pray with me?
Oh, Lord, we love making plans and figuring out our strengths and taking the test to find out what we're gifted to do. We pray you would help us put all that aside for a time and discover what it is you're calling us to be, what you've gifted us to be, and what you've called us to do. Oh God, forgive us for those moments where we think we can do anything and miss the opportunity to do the one thing you called us to do. Hear our prayer of redemption and forgiveness, for we prayed it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. To find out more about The Refuge and Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityruston.org.
Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. To find out more about The Refuge and Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityruston.org.